My name's Tony David. I'm the director of the UCL Institute of Mental Health. Uh, I'm a psychiatrist by training and I've been at UCL for a couple of years now and the Institute of Mental Health is there to bring together all the mental health research going on in psychology, psychiatry and uh, neuroscience and all our partners in the NHS and, and elsewhere to, to really push forward mental health as a major topic of, of research and uh, output. You're a brave man, Tony. You're organising an online conference, a full day conference, 18 months into a pandemic. Uh, it's happening in September this year. So everyone's feeling pretty exhausted, I think. Um, why should people come along to this UCL Institute of Mental Health event? Well, I mean, first of all, this is our second international conference. The first was, was last year, which was we even we knew even less about the pandemic. Um, and we probably thought it was going to be over by Christmas, to coin a phrase. Um, so we'd already started planning for a conference and then suddenly it went online. Uh, we got over a thousand people registering. So it was fantastic. Um, so we've learned a lot since then about um, virtual conferences, the benefits, how you can reach a wider audience, how you can be more global. Um, and we thought, well, we must do it again. And this time we were anticipating that it would be uh, virtual rather than face to face, unfortunately. Um, but nevertheless, we wanted to sort of capitalize on, on what we knew and people's familiarity with the form. And it's, it's virtual. So you've got the potential for the audience to be really diverse and international. But you've also got this really impressive mix of big name international speakers alongside local UCL people. Um, give us a flavour of who's going to be speaking and what they're going to be covering. Yeah, I mean, I think the the reason to have a conference like this is that so many academic meetings are highly specialised, super specialised on a particular topic or subtopic. And sometimes you lose just that ability to take a broader view of what's going on in mental health. Um, both topic-wise and, as you say, around the world. So we've got that mix of people from UCL and outside. So our, our, our homegrown talent are people like Ray Dolan, the, perhaps the most uh, well-known neuroscientist in the country, also a psychiatrist, and he's going to be talking about computational psychiatry, a new way of understanding how we think, and he brings in neuroimaging and other technologies. Susan Mickey, who is now a sort of, a uh, famous face and a well-known name because of her uh, role in uh, advising the government and the SAGE committee. So she's a health psychologist going to be talking about how behavioral science has really affected our lives. Um, we've got a whole session, as you say, that is actually going to be led by people uh, with lived experience. So people with lived experience working with uh, Sonia Johnson and Helen Calaspi, who are psychiatrists here at UCL, and they've decided what the topics should be and the format, and I hope there's going to be a lot of interaction. Um, suicide, huge topic, never goes away, and very important element in mental health, and again has a global element. So we've got Murad Khan chairing a session. He's from the Aga Khan University in Pakistan, although he's worked a lot in the UK. Uh, 
Knipe is uh, a, a, a psychiatrist, I think, in Bristol, although works in Sri Lanka, where uh, there's a major public health uh, initiative to, to reduce uh, suicide through pesticide poisoning and so on. And so, so that's going to be a great session, I'm sure. And then we've got uh, Ron Kessler from Harvard, who, who's well known in the field of depression and epidemiology. Uh, and he's going to be talking about how we can refine the treatments we have uh, in depression, so-called precision psychiatry. And our own John Reuser, who's a neuroscientist and uh, cognitive neuroscientist, is going to be discussing things from the UK perspective. And then towards the end, uh, we've got uh, Katerin Shimak, who's joining us uh, from, from the US, who's again, both a clinician and a scientist who's uh, controversially trying to uh, work out animal models for psychosis and schizophrenia, which is going to be great. And then perhaps the, the leading uh, researcher in the whole of schizophrenia, Dan Weinberger, who was at the National Institute of Mental Health in the US and is now at, at uh, Johns Hopkins University, is going to be talking about what's interesting him in, in biological research in schizophrenia. So I think we're really covering the waterfront in terms of biology, psychology, social science, lived experience, lab, clinical. I think there's a bit of everything there, hopefully something for everybody. As you say, a lot of meetings tend to be quite specialist and quite focused. And so, you know, if you work in, I don't know, computational psychiatry, then maybe you don't hear very much about lived experience and co-production or self-harm or and vice versa. Um, who is this for, this event, do you think? Is it, is it just for researchers and academics or do you think there's a broader audience here? Well, I hope, I hope it's going to be of value and interest to a broader audience. Primarily, it's about academics and researchers but also clinicians, again, also members of the public, people with lived experience, I hope will will find things of value there to know what's going on in, in academia. Uh, but I'm, I'm hoping that, as you say, that those academics and clinicians who are very focused in their specialty, sometimes they miss out on advances that are going on in related fields. So we're hoping that sort of cross-fertilization is going to be of value to them too. Plus, of course, there's a need to communicate our work to the, to the wider world and get their interest and support for what we're doing. And we're live tweeting this event as we did last year, but we're also making this podcast with the conference speakers uh, in advance. And I'm doing that with a group of PhD students uh, from the Mental Health PhD at UCL. How do you hope people who don't attend the event, but who, who kind of um, engage with it online, on social media, how do you hope they join the conversation? What do you hope from that kind of interaction? Well, again, I hope they can see exactly what's going on in, in research. They probably don't even realise some of the things that come under the, the umbrella of mental health research. Uh, it's not all just common sense um, and opinions. There's some really deep science going on. There's some, some work that's involving, you know, huge populations to really find out 
what what works, what doesn't work, how the mind works, how how we re- respond to stresses in the environment. Uh, so I'm hoping they'll they'll be impressed in a way by what's going on. But also, I think researchers need to listen to the concerns of people out there and and uh, you know not get too wrapped wrapped up in their ivory towers and what they think are the important questions. We we want to hear from people what's concerning them so that they can steer us in the right direction. I'm really interested in what some of the more hardcore scientists who attend the event, you know, people that are doing animal studies, as you say, or people who are doing other sort of very technical stuff, what they think of the lived experience and the co-production parts of the day, because that's a field within mental health science where you don't traditionally have that kind of approach. I wondered about that kind of cross-fertilization. Yeah, I, I mean, the fact that it's a bit unpredictable, I think, makes it even more exciting. I mean, for clinical researchers like me, uh, we already sort of um, cross those two divides, if you like. But but you're right. Some people you call the hardcore neuroscientists, they really don't into, come into contact with people with lived experience and, and patients. And usually they really appreciate it. Uh, it it inspires them to to carry on working when they see what people are going through and the and the courage and uh, difficulties that they they've undergone. So it's usually a very positive thing. And I think for the the people who lived the experience themselves, to know that there is work going on that their their conditions are being taken seriously, not just by governments and uh, politicians and clinicians, but by scientists as well trying to understand hopefully that will be reassuring and inspiring to them too and there's lots of other science that's going to be part of the event you've got a poster trail so you're looking for early career researchers to submit posters over the coming weeks Um, and there's a couple of competitions or a couple of prizes there tell us about the posters yeah well again it's it's how do you try and recreate what a conference ought to be like. And gosh, we, we really miss, uh, you know, thousands of people milling around in a hall talking about what they're doing. And usually that happens in the poster sessions where you have literally hundreds of posters sort of summarizing research. It might be quite modest early research or, 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 or could be, you know, some summations of large scale projects, but that's where the interaction happens. So trying to, if not recreate it, come up with something a little bit akin to that is through these posters. So rather than actually having people read through a poster, uh, we're trying to bring it alive by getting the posters turned into little YouTube videos. So in under five minutes, can you just say and illustrate what you're doing and why it's important? And so hopefully that will um, be very digestible and entertaining and will promote some dialogue and yeah we to to just encourage that we've got two prizes one which will be the institute of mental health prize where myself and and a group of other researchers at different stages will just read through them look through them and kind of score which ones really captured our imaginations and and uh, try and come up with the best and then we've got a sort of people's prize if you will 
So all the people registered for the conference will have a chance to vote for what they think was the best poster in terms of, you know, scientific um, quality, message, clarity. And uh, we're really pleased that the, the Mental Health Research UK charity is sponsoring that prize, £250, and, and that will be uh, so awarded by the delegates themselves. And we, we, we hope that the organisation will be there to perhaps present the prize at the end of the conference. In many ways, that's better than a poster prize at a face-to-face conference, I think, because you're asking the researchers there to do some public engagement, aren't you, to sort of talk about their work and present it. And I suppose you're, you're valuing that element of it as well, the communications element. For sure. I mean, obviously, even just a poster, you've got to think about how can I convey my message concisely in an attractive way. But even much more so with a video, it is about uh, getting people's attention, uh, explaining perhaps difficult concepts in a very clear way. So it's definitely about communication and engagement. So finally, what are you looking forward to personally most? about the event and I just wanted to ask you also how desperate are you for face-to-face events to start back up again? Yeah I mean in a way it's my favorite part about academia is you know sharing sharing our passion for what we do and meeting people and being inspired so I, I, I desperately want to get back to doing that but you know these these technologies are pretty good we're getting much more used to it so yeah I, I'm I'm really looking forward to some some real heated debate I, I you know we've got little discussion slots after the the talks you know i'm sure everyone will be very polite and constructive but i i want people to be really fe- fired up and say no 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 you you're missing something there or yeah that's just what we're doing in this other field we need to talk so it's those sorts of uh you know small connections uh, that add up to so much, which I'm really looking forward to. The hashtag is IOMHConf2021, uh, and we'll be publishing the podcasts over the coming weeks. So, yeah, thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.